Hello, welcome to Move Align, Prop Drop Show. I'm Ryan Noonan back to talk about the best way and the most profitable way to bet on NFL football, and that is player props. Live here, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Friday, keeping it rolling through the Super Bowl, giving you our favorite player props uh, on the board and the ones that we're looking for that aren't currently on the board, taking your questions as well. So if you're hanging out with us now live on YouTube, subscribe first so you don't miss a show. Smash that like button. goes a long way in helping us out. And jump in the chat. Let us know what your favorite prop look for week 18 is. Definitely a tricky week for sure. Um, added elements of uh, of difficulty here this week, obviously, with scheduling unknowns. that just kind of started to make sure that they, they cleared up and we know what the week 18 slate is now. Uh, joining me here, as always, Connor Allen. How are we doing? Great. Um, I was just reminded pre-show by producer Sal that apparently the Sinaloa, Sinaloa cartel is moving in currently on my location in Mexico. So very excited to get out of the country, hopefully safely. Hopefully safely. Uh, return home and uh, our other guests, of course, joining us here as always, the man from the Mayo Media Network and the Pat Mayo Experience just recently booked a trip to Mexico. So good times, Pat. How are we doing? Yeah, my car wasn't stolen, so I should be okay. It's true. <laughs> Could be a rough, rough week for me i mean car stolen attacked by a cartel i mean at least good stories though right i think you know made some memories that's all you need from a vacation yeah course, right? the, the memories are huge yeah oh, man. what yeah. are you doing we'll you're gonna come come home to what like what are you what's the situation there if you don't it's know unfortunately connor's car uh got stolen out of his driveway with the usb uh while he's been in mexico so uh maybe a, a watcher of the show knew you were out of the country and uh Made their way over to your to your house. I mean, the joke's on them because now I'm getting a, a nice new car uh, because my insurance is going to count it as totaled in like whatever a week if it's still not found and currently still on my age. So, uh, you know, shout out to the Kia boys for hooking it up with a nice new car for me. The crazy part is, is that they it got involved in like a high speed chase and they couldn't catch it. That's really the only way that you know because otherwise you'd be just going home to uh, an empty driveway. But like, luckily that actually happened and worked out that way for you, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it was amazing. It's like a call at 3 a.m. They're like, hey, what were you doing, you know, at 1 a.m.? And I was like, I'm in Mexico, you know, and they're like, oh, well, we saw your car driving like 30 minutes away from your house, like 70 miles an hour, tried to pull him over, but didn't get him. So, uh, yeah, your car's stolen. And I was like, uh, okay, uh, well, what do I do? You know, I've never had that happen to me. So I had to do a, go through all that crap and Hopefully it looks like we'll be, we'll come on the other side hole. And as long as everything goes well, I honestly hope they don't find the car at this point because if they find like a car beaten to shit, you know, like in some like dump, now I got to go through the process of like fixing it or whatever. Like if it's not totaled, like I don't even want to deal with that. Just dump it, total it, give me a new car. Yeah. All bricked up. You don't want to, you don't want to find that thing. So hopefully it works out for everyone. Uh, we'll let folks know before we jump into props here, uh, two episodes of move the line each week, both available here on YouTube. Also in podcast form, wherever you consume podcasts. This is the Prop Drop Show. We have a game preview show with Connor, John Daigle, and myself looking more at sides and totals. Again, uh, available on both YouTube and podcasts. So we uh, appreciate you subscribing so you don't miss those out, uh, miss those episodes at all. Also a new unique YouTube channel, 444 Bets, with original content there every week as well. Um, we're obviously winding down. Mentioned we're going to keep this rolling through the Super Bowl. Uh, we have a discounted subscription over at 444. You can go to 444.com slash plans. You don't need a promo code. It is discounted on the site. $34 for a betting subscription. Gets you everything on the site, all the tools, Discord channels, everything through the end of February. So you get a little bit of uh, maybe golf content, uh, NBA, MMA. Um, if you're in the Pick'em channels, uh, we have or Pick'em sites, we have channels specific for that as well. If you want to jump in there, again, 444.com 
slash plans. We've been kind of bemoaning before we started here. It's week 18. This is really tough. And we basically have parts of seven games available right now. So we're going to talk about some plays that are available. We're going to give you some looks that we like. Uh, hopefully can ballpark the number for you and give you an idea of where we would jump in. And um, we've had to do that at times in the last couple of weeks too, as books have been slow to release. So we will do our best to, uh, to do that here. Connor, let you get started with your first play for week 18. Yeah, my first play here is going to be a Saturday game. Travis Etienne, I like the under on his rushing yards. This has gotten all the way up to 68 and a half. I played it at 62 and a half. I know another group hit the over there, but I really like this under. The Titans last week essentially got a buy, resting some of their players against Dallas. Now have a very healthy defense compared to what they have the past few weeks. But uh, I mean, re regardless, like their front seven has been, you know, very healthy and been very good when they are healthy. This season allowing just 3.41 yards per carry to opposing running backs, second in run defense DVOA, and they haven't allowed a 60-yard rusher since week three, including a 17-carry 32-yard performance from Etienne. Um, and not to mention, the last time we saw the Jags and Titans play, the Jags kind of knew what to focus on here. They came out, threw the ball 38 times to just 16 total rushing attempts through the first three quarters um, until the game got out of hand. It was like 33 to 14 at that point. So I expect them to go pass heavy here. And if they're up big, I don't think it's going to be Etienne necessarily getting the carries here. It might mix in some other guys as well. So uh, I like the under here. I think now you're able to find like 68 and a half. I think it's a great look. Correlates well with I think something else that's maybe coming from you later. Pat, any leans on uh, on the Jacksonville game here? Yeah, so I mean, I'm going to make that one my first one. It's going to be Zay Jones over 54 and a half receiving yards. I think you could theoretically just play Jones, Ingram, and Kirk all to their over, and you'd probably be doing pretty well in this spot because uh, I saw the same thing that Connor did. They're just Jacksonville smartened up basically in the second half of the season and just really decided to ride with what the defense is giving them. The defense is going to be giving them everything eight to 15 yards down the field in the passing game. Why even try to run in this circumstance? And I think it's going to be enough to feed all three of those guys. Zay Jones, I like the best. And I mean, 58, 54 and a half is not a huge number to cover here. No, actually it brings up another point too, because I like the line too. I like the Kirk line to your points. And there's been a lot of discussion in the Twitter space in the last, you know, uh, 48 hours or so, which happens every year, week 18 is the incentive piece, Pat. And I'd love to get your thoughts on the just blindly tailing uh, props for player incentives. We talked about this a little bit on our Wednesday show. Um, Zay Jones and Kirk, Christian Kirk are involved where I think they have pretty low thresholds. I think it's receptions. I think they both need like two receptions or pretty low yards. I don't even know what it is. But what are your thoughts on that process? And you know, how much do you tie that into any of your analysis at all? I, I did. I, oh, okay. It's not that I don't, but there's two ways to look at this. And I believe that Kirk and Jones both need like 89 yards or something like that to both get a half a million dollars. I think it matters in games that don't mean anything. And then they can just simply like, if Minnesota jumps up by like 14 on the bears, I think every play is just going to be nine yards slant to Justin Jefferson to get him to the number. So I think that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is if you're in contention to hit some of your bonuses for the year, it probably means you're pretty good anyway that your overs normally hit. So I think that, you know, no one's going to bet the over on Kenny Galladay this week or Cam Akers who needs 800 rushing yards in order to get to his number. So like, I don't know. You can see the ones that are within reach. And is it plausible that they get there? Then they probably get there because that's what they do. I agree. I think Connor does too. We talked about this. Also like, tailing like money line parlays against teams that need the win versus teams that don't like these yeah. things I think could be very, very dangerous. We saw last year, the, you know, I think the Colts and Jaguars is the one that jumps out to mind first, but uh, 
Connor, any other thoughts uh, to kind of tap on what Pat did? No, I, I mean, I think he did a great job explaining it. It's like, because if you look at what the whole contract incentive thing is about, it's like in games that don't matter, that that's an extra piece of motivation to a coach wanting to dial up plays for a player or a quarterback wanting to feed a player to get them there. If you're in a game that needs to be won, like this Jacksonville, Tennessee game, they're not going to care about Christian Kirk getting 91 yards. He might still get there because the matchup's awesome, but like, they're not going to be like, oh, he's at 88 yards. We got to throw him another slant. You know, like that's just not something that happened. Doug Peterson is going to focus on winning. I mean, imagine a, a post-conference presser where they're like, Doug, like, why did you throw it on third down and one instead of running the ball to, you know, Christian Kirk? Oh, I wanted to get him his $500,000 bonus, but it cost us the game. Like, I mean, imagine that. That'll never happen. Like, that would never – in what world would that happen? So, I, I don't know. I see stuff like that. I think it's kind of funny. Um, I do think it matters in some instances. But this year is kind of – there's not a whole lot of it, honestly. There's nothing that I've seen that's really stood out. Maybe there was two Chargers ones that I thought were interesting, like a DeAndre Carter, two receptions he needs to get there and he's been playing a little bit more lately and then i think there was a, a gerald everett one but i don't even know if he's gonna play so i don't know if that he's like 40 yards i think so like those are again those are like i mean really might not even matter either yeah those are all good points i i i, I think you got to go case by case and uh you know blindly tailing him because you see someone reference that as as the reason behind it i think you should just be careful and and make sure that it lines up to to pat's point like it's a good player if he's close to incentive he's probably earned it i'll make sure it's not far off like last year cooper cup needed 135 yards or something like that and like they hung his line at that number and uh you know that's just so inflated you're paying the tax in, in some instances too so um you know i think i think the justin jefferson one is interesting it's like it's almost 200 receiving yards um but again like it's a game that they kind of are telling you that they want to play and the bears, obviously, even if they were playing their guys, I don't even know what that means. Uh, so that one's kind of interesting. Um, you know, maybe alt on Justin Jefferson, but uh, first play for me here is going to be on. Um, so this isn't readily available. I haven't posted it for our subscribers or four for four because it's only been on two books. It's available uh, on points bet. It dropped a little bit. It's out there still currently on FanDuel. That's Ramondre Stevenson under 52 and a half rushing yards. Um, on points bet, you could also take his total yards at 75 and a half. I think the under is still really good there as well. He is not top this. He's only done this once in the past seven games. And that was when he had basically no competition in the backfield. Then last week, Damian Harris coming back and more carries. We've heard Ramondre in the press talk about this is taking a toll on him a little bit this season. He's feeling it on his body. Uh, this is a massive workload. He did not have a massive workload at Oklahoma in college even. And now you have a really difficult matchup on the road against an emotional Bills team. Bills are still a top 10 run defense. It's going to be a negative game script as well. So I get like Connor and I were talking about this. I think Connor agrees. This is why I'm leaning rushing yards too is in negative game script, negative game script. You could probably see a little bit more passing down work for Ramondre. Even that's been pretty bad this year. Like he'd be getting a ton of carries, but he hasn't topped even with like five, six targets a game, he's not even getting like 10 receiving yards. He's like catching and falling down a ton. So uh, Ramondre, I think, is uh, ready for the offseason. I think the Patriots are as well. So Ramondre under 52 and a half rushing yards is the play. Again, DraftKings not in on that yet. Uh, Caesars, MGM, but uh, I still kind of like it. I mean, even high 40s is probably a good look um, because like there's a lot of outs here. Like if the bills go up big, they're probably going to run the ball. So you're probably looking at less carries. And as you mentioned, he's been tired. He's hasn't been very efficient. And uh, you know, Damian Harris has been eating in his work. So there's a bunch of work there. Um, we did discuss the rushing receiving yards under, because that's a little bit more widely available, I believe. And that's, I mean, I just, I have these like 
you know, I'm scarred from these running backs just running, like running little curl routes out of the backfield and sitting like seven yards past the line of scrimmage, catching the ball, and then tumbling forward for like five more yards. So, you know, I think that it's like, it's one of those things that like you can easily just get two or three of those and you lose your bet because of that rather than the rushing yards, which has way more outs. So uh, I like that under a lot. Yeah. Pen, any thoughts on Ramondre? Not really, but I did cook up a same game parlay for that Tennessee Jacksonville game while you were talking. We have ETN under 64 and a half rushing yards. This is at 365. Zay Jones over 55 and a half. So the two that we like. I like Oconquo over 25 and a half receiving yards. I like Derrick Henry over 14 and a half receiving yards. Just based on the way in potential game script, the way that Dobbs checked down to his running backs last week. And now that we know Derrick Henry is going to be back, he's going to be on the field the entire time. I'm just going to translate that all onto him. I think it was like four for 74 or something like that through the air last week for running backs. And then Dobbs himself over 16 and a half rushing yards. That's easy. 25 to one printed 25. I love it. Now we're getting up there because those aren't even alts really, right? You're taking just the same. The those are just straight lines. up drops. I mean, yeah. not that I ever go four and oh on the show, except for the same game parlay as mentioned that I gave out last week, which won. Uh, so now I'm greedy and I'm, I'm bumping it up again. Three six five that might be out there elsewhere too, because again, that's the one one of the only games that we're basically getting a full slate of props currently. Uh, most other stuff is pretty limited currently, but uh, try to keep it rolling. I don't know if you have an official play, Connor, uh, your next one or the next thing that you are eyeballing here for us. No, I mean th- that same game parlay is right along of right in line with kind of what I was looking at for my other play, and I played. Maybe I'm too into one situation here, but I have to play Trevor Lawrence's over on his passing yards here as well. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, just massive pass funnel. They literally 70% pass right through three quarters last year or last time against the Titans. You know, like it's a must win game. I just, I could see them coming out just going mass, massively passive. I think you take alternate overs for Lawrence, like 300 plus yards pretty easily, had 356 last time. I thought attempts and completion overs were both good looks too, but I thought those were th- a little bit more thin given that they go up like 24 0. You know, maybe the volume doesn't get there, but I really, I think, you know, I, that probably doesn't help your same game parlay at this point. But uh, if it does, then, you know, I think that's a throw in at this point. Probably get it up to 40 there, Pat, with the little Trevor Lawrence action. <laughs> w- w- would you like me to see what that does? Yeah. Let's see. All right. Now well, Connor, into... you give, give me the, give me the say. Is Trevor Lawrence going to be your second play? Yeah, that, that was my second play. Those are like my only two official plays that I've, uh, you know, played so far. So. All right. Well, I'll give you mine while I try to work this out. Then I'll recap it uh, once we get back to Noonan. It's on the board right now. I mean, I'm just waiting for Jets props so I can smash those. So just in full disclosure, Garrett Wilson, over. I don't care what the number is. Uh, Tower Conklin, over. Don't care what the number is. Joe Flacco, pass attempts. Don't care what the number is. Going over. I told Noonan before we came on, I play Flacco to over 45 and a half. And I'm, I bet you it's probably going to be like 39 and a half, but he's going to be chucking. And you know who he likes to chuck to? Two guys, as it turns out. Garrett Wilson and Tyler Conklin. We'll see if that's changed over the past three months, but I very much doubt that it has. So just those three individually, same game parlay, whatever you want to do. But I will be going to the Rams-Seattle game, 72.5 over rushing yards for Cam Akers. I would play alt lines on this. I think he is going to destroy them. Love it. Yeah, they're beat up too. Uh, they're all pro linebacker. Jordan Brooks is uh, done for the year with an ACL injury. It's a mess there too. I, I I'm tailing. I also have the Conklin and, and Garrett Wilson stuff down. It is uh, I think it's kind of a great spot for them. We had three Flacco starts. Uh, both of these guys caught on average through three games, six balls on eight targets. Um, great matchup. Miami struggles mightily against tight ends this season. Catch rates, DVOA, receiving yards, whatever you want to do. 
tight ends against Miami have just been fed and done really well. And Garrett Wilson was a part-time player during the Flacco starts. He was running about on 64% of the dropbacks. Uh, still eight targets, 14 targets, and 11 targets in the Flacco starts. So, like, he's coming out there. Good old, you know, F1 Ford pickup truck. Uh, Going to get the job done and uh, chuck it around quite a bit. And Miami's been a pass funnel. They have been actually much better against the run than the pass. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm with Pat on uh, on that stuff. My second play, I want to reiterate that one. But then uh, I, I want to wait a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention it because I am leaning over anyway. I want to get the McCole Hardman injury news for sure. He has been taken off of IR. They have not said if they were going to make him active. Sky Moore is out in this game. And even in a part-time role, I'm trying to get whole some way on Kadarius Tony. A lot of best ball, Kadarius Tony. Um, 36, 35 and a half uh, receiving yards is out there on Tony. I mean, we know like the Chiefs need this game. Mahomes wants to put a nail in the MVP coffin here. The Raiders are a terrible pass defense. And even in limited role, we've seen like last week four balls, four receptions, 71 yards for Kadarius Tony. He could do it on very limited work. I think he probably approaches. 45, 50% route participation if Harmon is out. So big plays for Tony. Um, that's going to be probably a play for me. And I think that's available on both FanDuel and PointsBet currently. So not readily available, not everywhere. And I still want to wait for the Harmon news, but I think that's definitely something for you to watch. I, I think Hardman's going to be back. And if that's the case, it, it's almost like a one-for-one one correlation with the rise of a certain player on the Chiefs and the absence of Miko Hardman. Uh, it's Jarek McKinnon. If Hardman's back, I just go under 33 and a half receiving yards on McKinnon. Connor and I were talking about that line. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's yeah, but if, if Hardman is out, I like the over. Yeah, he's averaging like 67 receiving yards per game in like the last five weeks. It's but go, go look at when that started. It was the week Hardman went out. Interesting. Yeah, so maybe the Tony Blake can work, and maybe that correlates. Okay, we're building more same-game parlays here. Uh, that correlates well together. So so I, I, I did finish that one off. So ETN under, Dobbs over rushing, Zay Jones over receiving, Lawrence over – oh, fuck, I picked, I picked pass completions. I'm going to cash that one out either way. Um, Derrick Henry over receiving yards, Oconquo over receiving yards, 33-1. to 1. And I think with passing yards, it's exactly the same. I actually, when I kind of was talking about the receiving yards play, I kind of, uh, I like the the completion number too. I kind of hate that as a 23 and a half. It's, it's 24 and a half here. Okay. Yeah. Well, so that's no fun. That's getting a little higher. Yeah. All right. Uh, Connor, back to you. Reminder, if you're hanging out in the chat, jump in, let us know what your favorite look is for week 18. Is there anything that you want us to talk about? Uh, we have time at the end of the show. What do you got, Connor? Yeah, so one that I haven't made official, but it's still available. It's on FanDuel and PointsBet right now, and I think a couple other spots. One that I was eyeing, J.K. Dobbins, under 64 rushing yards. I know he's been crushing this lately, but we came out of last game, and they were like, we need to get Gus more involved. Only two carries for three yards. Now you have now you have Tyler Huntley maybe out for this game. They're like very noncommittal against it all of a sudden. They're like, we don't know if he's going to play. I mean, they're seven-and-a-half-point underdogs. There's not more at this point. I mean, if, if Tully doesn't play, they're going to close as like 10-point dogs. I mean, I, I just worry about the matchup, too, given that Cincinnati with DJ Reader has been really good, uh, you know, defensively. So, I mean, if he's getting more like 10 to 12 carries instead of his like 15-ish that he's getting, um, you know, I think the under here could be a solid look, especially if there's game script concerns as well. So um, this is something I haven't played yet, but I was kind of waiting for some more outs to be official. But it is a look that I like, and I was curious on your guys' opinion on that. It's, it's, I know it's tough betting against him how good he's been, uh, at least in terms of the final stat line, but 
Any thoughts? What do you got here, Pat? Any projection there? Let me look it up. You you go. <laughs> no real thoughts. It's such a weird situation because um, I feel like they're annoyed or it sounded like Harbaugh was annoyed that we didn't get enough Gus bus last week. It sounded like a shot at Greg Roman, like he really wanted to have a little bit more of that. But, I, you know, I don't have a good feel for it. Six carries for 28 yards. For for Gus or for Dobbins? For Gus Edwards. Okay. And then Dobbins would be 14 carries for 70 yards. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Well, it's probably a um, yeah. negative game script the most of the game, so how much can they really run? They're going to want to run, but how long is that right. going to work? Yeah, like, I mean, you get up like 40 Reaper's yards down. in the first half, and then the second half have like 10, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's not a great situation. That Baltimore offense has been so bad without Lamar. Oh, that situation is so strange because I feel like he's ready and he just this is a contract thing, I feel like. So tough spot for that uh for that Ravens club. Pat number three for you. What are you looking at? Well, it's listed. I like the Zach Moss over rushing prop, whatever it may end up being. Who knows? My projection has him at 289 rushing yards this week. Uh now Jordan Wilkins not playing. Um it just it's a great spot against Houston for him. But his anytime touchdown is plus 135. I would prefer to play the over rushing prop. However, that does not exist at the moment. So I assume it's going to eventually drop probably 72 and a half, 73 and a half. Love the over on that. I even tried to look it up on prize picks. Doesn't exist there either. But the one Zach Moss prop you can get right now is anytime touchdown plus 135. And I like that as well. Yeah, what a game. <laughs> Colts, Colts, Texans this week. Unless you're a Texans or a Bears fan, I uh, can't imagine many people uh, or, tuning in for. Or you own a Bears to have the worst record future from August, and you're like, "Ooh, this is back in play." Ah, Connor has one. Do you have one of those? I do. Nice. Okay. I've already got cashed out on my alt under of five and a half. So the Bears can be very profitable for me after looking after the first three weeks. I thought I was dead. Yep. Oh man, I, I was getting in like fights at the bars over the summer with people, Chicago fans, saying like, "I was like, guys, they're going to be horrible," and they're like, "No, they're not. They're, they got rid of Nagy. They're going to be good. Like that's all that it takes." I'm like, their roster still sucks. Like you know, it doesn't matter if their coach got better, which it did. I mean, they've actually. I mean, Justin Fields has willed them to even where they're at. Like they shouldn't have even been in most games to be honest. They should have lost. I mean, maybe not every game, but you get a normal game against San Francisco in Week One where it's not pissing rain the entire time. They lose that too. So, I mean, this could have easily been a one and two win team. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I had them capped, right? And they just a big solid trading away Roquan Smith because, like, since then, oh, yeah. they haven't stopped anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been a, been a mess. Yeah. He got off to a really rocky start because we got three pretty early, but then, and the schedule looked fairly manageable. Uh, but uh, we, yeah, we took off a five and a half alts and then it actually ended up closing there by the time the season kicked off. So, uh, thank you, thank you, Bears, for your continued ineptitude, and I'd be interested to see if uh, the Texans want to show some of that too and give up the number one pick because I think that that's within the range of outcomes for Houston. So I, I played the other same game parlay here. Let's see, what, what do I have? Zay Jones projected? I have met uh, six catches for seventy-two yards. So what I did play. So this one's a bit riskier. Sixty to one though. Zay Jones seventy-five or more yards. Zay Jones four or more receptions. I probably should have flipped that. Done like six or more receptions. And lower yardage. Either way, a Conquo over Henry over receiving, Lawrence over passing, Etienne under rushing, and Dobbs over rushing. Sixty to one. Sounds like a Tom Hoagie outright. 
bet, bet on. except this one has a chance of winning. <laughs> uh, Mary Rose letting us know that they uh, DraftKings have taken down ATN and Zay Jones uh, lines currently. So uh, you guys are steaming those and uh, crushing the market. So hopefully you got in uh, when the guys gave out those props and I'll be to see. I, I'm on it up. right now. Zay Jones over 54 and a half. Okay. Minus 120. They're still playable. Love it. Yeah. I mean, the market probably won't move too, too much. I think from here out, it's, it'll probably be settled, but I'm very excited to build some awesome same game parlays just kind of along, along the lines that we're talking about here, because I feel like we have a really good read on the Jaguars. I'm not necessarily sure the upside is kind of built into that. Uh, you know, where, like what we're looking at, especially with same game parlays, I think you do like alternate same game parlays. Even if you just want to focus on the Jaguars, like Lawrence, 280, Kirk, whatever, 75, Ingram, 75, something like that. You probably get some great odds on something even a little bit smaller like that. All right, Pat, uh, third look. Uh, I was the Zach Moss. Zach okay. Moss for me. One of my hosts. Um, gosh, this is this is gross. Um, I don't love this one. I'm gonna, I want receptions for Tyler Higby um, versus receiving yards. Uh, receiving yards is out there currently at 30 and a half. He has been a target hog with Baker Mayfield under center, almost six per game, um, running a route on almost 70% of the dropbacks. Seattle has been dreadful at stopping tight ends. We talked about some of the injuries at linebacker. They have injuries at safety as well. Uh, basically any metric you want. DVOA, Seattle 29th against tight ends, 31st in receiving yards allowed, um, 32nd in yards per reception. They've just been giving it up basically not a lot of passing game coming from the Raiders at this or the, the Rams at this point, but when they do so Tyler Higby is pretty heavily involved. I'd imagine we get like two and a half receptions. I prefer that versus the 30 yards. Cause even in these games where he's been getting peppered from Baker, uh, some of the yardage outputs are still uh, a little hard to <laughs> uh, get your head around. So I'd prefer that if we get a decent number on two and a half, but uh, just kind of a good matchup and want to see where the books post that. But again, kind of thin pickings, with where we're at currently, any thoughts on uh, on Higby there, Pat? I bet he'll open at four or three and a half with heavy. Really? Team. Okay. I, I haven't projected at four and a half, so okay. Usually, the numbers aren't that far off. Um, so there is an incentive here that could matter. I mean, he needs thirteen yards for a five hundred thousand dollars bonus. So obviously, he'll get that like pretty easily. But I think the point is that if you're betting receptions, it probably means like they're probably scheming up maybe like one extra play for him or something like that. Um, so one or two, maybe, you know, just to get him that 13 yards. But I think on the, from the reception perspective, like, even if it's, you know, one of those, like, like a play action bootleg where he's kind of leaking out something like that, that could add up real quick, to like one or two quick receptions, um, and get you over this number, or at least put you on a good start. So, I mean, it's, I know it's a little bit thin, but you know, that's something that I think potentially could actually matter. Yeah. I mean, look, he's got, uh, you know, a bunch of targets and receptions the last couple of games, you know, five targets caught four of them against green Bay, 27 yards. Um, three catches on four targets last week, 11 yards. Uh, so like he, he's, he can very well, you know, get peppered with targets and not get there. We actually are right around. It sounds like where Pat is in our projections at 4.9 receptions, actually for 46 yards, which is, I think a little healthy there too. Part of it's just the matchup is so much better than some of the matchups in the past couple of weeks. So yeah, maybe the three and a half is still probably in play depending on the, the price there. So worth a look. And I'll be waiting to see when that comes out, uh, when the, Reception market starts to evolve because there's really nothing out there for us right now. All right, Connor, back to you. Last uh, last look, last couple things you want to uh, let us know. This is one that I saw and smiled about because I knew that you 
you would love it. Josh Allen's rushing yard is only 40 right now, just 40 even. Um, Must-win game for Josh. I know that he got stifled a little bit by Newland last time, but they were winning by like two scores heading into the fourth quarter, three scores, I think, actually, 17 points. Um, you know, this is basically a playoff game for them, essentially. They're going to treat it as a must-win must scenario. Newland plays a ton of man, generally have not been great against rushing quarterbacks. Um because Josh Allen has like routinely gone over the summer. So I thought it was a great look. I think it's, I, I mean, I know that you're, this is normally your style, but uh, I would expect this to close around like 45, 46. Yeah, I like it. I have it on my list as, uh, as something to look for um, when it popped, or you know, maybe I wanted to dig into it a little bit because New England's been really bad against rushing quarterbacks, as you mentioned. So yeah, the man stuff, uh, that's kind of what I wanted to dig into is a little bit of New England's tendency of late. Uh, shifting from a little bit more man early in the season to more zone. But still, you mentioned we like this in the, in the playoffs with the rushing quarterbacks. Mahomes has been one we've had success with the last handful of years because he's typically lines in like the low to mid-teens and routinely gets 20-plus rushing yards in, in playoff games. So, yeah, I can get behind that. Pat, any thoughts about uh, Josh Allen rushing? Yeah, I mean, there's there's two things with the Rams game and the Bills game. I love the Rams against the Seahawks, and I love the Bills to smash the Patriots this week. So anything over from those games, I love it. Makes a lot of sense. How about last stuff for you? Empty the clip here. I'm, tr I'm trying to find it here. Where is it? Where are receptions? Give me some receptions. Of course, they're not giving me any receptions. <laughs> it's hard to find stuff this week, man. Like, nothing's out yet. Derrick Henry over 14 and a half receiving yards in this game. I wanted to take the, I assumed it was over two receptions, but maybe I'm wrong with that. That's what it's listed at prize picks right now is two receptions. The receiving it's two and a half at juice plus money on DraftKings. I'm guessing it's going to end up being two. I like the two. You get the push. I think, I do think he gets to three, but I'd rather have the out of having the push and getting my money back. But 14 and a half, he ends up with two receptions. He's beating that number anyway. So I'll just go over 14 and a half. It's at three, six, five. It sat out for a very long time at one and a half, but it was like minus 190 across the board. Um, I, I don't know. You just don't see that very often. Um, and now they, of course, have, have moved it because people were probably still betting it, it looks like. So, yeah, plus money, two and a half, uh, no matter your book. So, no problem with that. Another leg to the same game parlay that we were talking about there, too. So, yeah, limited with what we have currently. Um, we see a couple of things that I want to look at. I have no analysis to this. Um, Patrick Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns. He's just going to throw three touchdowns. I, I don't know. Like I have, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason. He's just going to, I did look at it and actually even Joe Connor and I gave him some like previous matchup against the Raiders stuff where he's thrown for like four, four or five. That's not, that's really noise. I can't actually even do that with a straight face. He's just going to throw for three touchdowns here and you can get base plus money um, or basically like minus one Oh five at, like DraftKings, I think for Mahomes, so he's gonna throw three touchdowns. I don't know, it's gonna happen. Yeah, and if he gets to what does he need to break the record? Four forty-three. Yeah, I think it's four four thirty. Mm. So good, I mean, good alt total there. I wonder what that alt is. You yeah, can make I, money. There's a Fanduel special, Fanduel special seven to one. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what I saw on Fanduel earlier in the week. Yeah, but I don't even know if that site really exists, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my money there. <laughs> uh, passing. Yeah. Alts. Let's see. Passing touchdown milestones. <sighs> you know, at some point, there's too many markets, right? I yes. don't know. You could argue that uh, on know. the drop down list. Yeah, over 400 here is a uh, plus 550. So there's nothing beyond 400 for him. Yeah, he's going to throw three scores. So let's just just take that. Um, 
no analysis there. Some tackle looks. Tackles were very depressing last week. They they gave us um, eight teams, uh, very limited eight team. I imagine the week 18 market is pretty limited. Some of the stuff I gave out here on the show uh, was never uh, never even available. We'll start with Nate Hobbs. Um, he is a cornerback for the Raiders. Um, that will be a Saturday night one. Hobbs has been, like, I don't think he's a very good corner. Been targeted a lot. And gets a lot of tackles pretty consistently. Um, I have him projected for uh, just a tad under seven. He's got like, he'll probably come out at like five and a half. Um, I actually gave producer Sal this one last time they played. Um, and I think he got it in like the first quarter uh, last time against the Chiefs. I think just, again, Mahomes is going to be thrown a lot. Uh, Hobbs is basically the only every down corner that's playing for the Raiders right now. Uh, five and a half over would be a look for Hobbs. And then two teams. If we get uh, Broncos, I love the two Broncos linebackers, Alex Singleton, Josie Jewell. Those guys get a ton of tackles. They've had nothing to play for for weeks, and they play every down uh, for the most part. Jewell does. They'll both probably be at nine and a half. I'm fine with that. Um, you get a lot of tackles against what I'm assuming is the backups against the Chargers here. Um, those guys will be you know, heavily involved. Last time Singleton played the Chargers, he had – 21 tackles, just a pretty, pretty good day. Um, again, nine and a half. I'm going to take the over on both those guys. And then we'll go back to our home field advantage scorekeeper stuff that we have with the Falcons, Rashad Evans and Richie Grant. If those happen to get popped, um, they did not last week. Evans will probably be a nine and a half. I'll take him over. I have him just a tad under 11. Uh, Richie Grant, I would take up to six and a half. If you got a six and a half, it's probably plus money. And I have him, uh, up, just a little bit over seven and a half. Again, good matchup, good scorekeeper stuff. Those guys play every down and they've had nothing to play for. So I'm not really worried about playing time there. So, but I imagine the tackle market's pretty limited this week. I'm excited for playoff tackles to see what that market looks like to see if it's a little bit more robust because there's fewer games and maybe that's easier for them to handle. So excited for that. All right, gents, uh, flying through because we have nothing. nothing to really talk about. <laughs> uh, this will get more fun next week when we do it on Friday. Everything will be out. Totally. I can't wait. Yeah, it's way different than this. Let's see what uh, some of your questions are. If you guys have any, again, let us know in the chat. Uh, Boynton wants to know my hat. Betsports Golf. Really poorly designed hat um, by Andy. Um, I'm not sure what he was thinking. This, this is like blue and this is green and they don't match and it's different from this. It's It's not great. I have mine right here. Whoop. Nice Betsburg's hat right there by Pat. Yeah, there yeah. we are. That's a good hat. My Betsburg's hat I like. This is, you know, just trying to rep. It's a comfortable hat, so at least that. Uh, there's a beige version that's even worse than this. So uh, we don't have a merch store, so I can't even pretend to try and sell it to you. Uh, could not do that in, in good faith anyway. But BetsburgsGolf.com, check it out. Uh, all right. Are we interested in anything in the Detroit and Green Bay game. We didn't give anything from that game, and it's readily available. So I would think that we don't have any strong leans in that one. Again, I think you can get into the narrative around that game, meaning nothing for Detroit. I think we agree that this is probably an all-out scenario for the Lions regardless. Dan Campbell doesn't seem to have we're going to rest our dudes kind of vibes. Uh, Pat, anything that you even considered for this one? Not really, to tell you the truth. Uh, the only one I was looking at because it's available. Tyreek Hill over 68 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, I, had, I took Tyreek last week, 70 and a half, which I thought was just way too low. And we 
didn't get there. Um, tougher matchup against the Jets this week, but it's, it's Tyreek, right? I mean, they literally two catches. He can he can do that. So, Connor, Tyreek thoughts. Green Bay. You were talking. We were talking earlier about the about Jared Goff unders potentially. I mean, any thoughts on that? That number shot down it was like two fifty something uh, originally. Now it's like in the low mid two forties. Uh, I mean, I. I don't think there's a chance that they get benched, but I do think there's a chance that they just like, you know, run the ball with Jamal a bunch or DeAndre Swift and kind of, you know, play tough, but maybe they're not like going all out. I don't know. I mean, any, did you not, is there a reason you decided not to play that? Cause you seemed pretty excited about it at first. No, I liked it. Uh, a site uh, you might've heard of called run the Sims uh, had uh, Jared Goff for a delicious 210 passing yards. That, um, that has been adjusted. Okay. It is 200 and. 13. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I, I can see, I like the under, I lean under there. Again, you have small hands golf in the cold. They have been going over this again. A lot of times he's gone over this. And I think that's probably what's inflating a lot of the numbers is it's been home games. Um, first time they matched up again, one game sample. You don't want to make a lot out of it. Closely contested one score game, which I would assume this to probably be for the most part. Goff got to like 157 in that game against Green Bay, who's definitely playing way better defense. So, like, um, I need to go back and look a little bit more. We were, like, right at the number, like, right around 260, which we tend to be. Um, but it caught my attention when I saw that Run the Sims had uh, you know, him in, like, 210. So, uh, it's definitely worthwhile and uh, looking a little bit more into. So, yeah, I mean, you can sell me on Amon Ra, St. Brown, receptions and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I feel like – Jair Alexander will probably chase him around a little bit. He seems to be feeling himself currently based off of last week. So uh, just nothing that really jumps out to me. Again, another question here from Lucas. Thoughts on A.J. Dillon on uh, rushing yards? I feel like it's probably priced correctly in like the high to mid 40s. You guys agree? I agree. Yeah, I mean, like I always just struggle with these running backs on Green Bay because – there was a while where there was a flip-flop and back and forth every week. It was like, who do they want to use? And then there was Aaron Jones got a little bit banged up. And then A.J. Dillon got a little bit banged up. And now it's just like been back and forth essentially all year. So, yeah, I don't know. I think in, in a must-win game, like who do they go to? What's their strategy? Because the Lions were actually playing great run defense until they got, I mean, wrecked, like murdered by the Panthers, like in the trenches. Um, and now, I don't know, maybe Green Bay finds that to be their path of least resistance and runs the ball a ton. Maybe they come out and sling it because I think they that's probably actually their best advantage. But I just have no idea, uh, and I really don't feel that confident that Green Bay like absolutely crushes the Lions either. So uh, for me, it's just kind of like a big stay away from that game. Yeah, it's not uh, – I just remember last time they played, I was so excited to bet Aaron Jones, uh, and he sucked and then got hurt. Um, yeah. And uh, – <laughs> So I can't even be like, oh, he fell under the prop because he got hurt. Like, no, he was like comfortably sucking pre-injury, and uh, yeah, it's he's been uh, on the on the list, the do not prop list since it happened. So just too noisy of a backfield. I kind of agree. All right, that's uh, Sam. He subs to Betsburg's golf for the content, not the ill-designed hats. Thank you, Sam. Um, hopefully, we can do better with the hats. Um, Saul wants to know about Scotty Scheffler live seven to one, Pat. Um, golf is back, buddy. I do like, I mean, I'm, I'm already invested this week, but I think if I was going to give a live look, that would be the look like that's a, it's a pretty spicy number for a guy who lost. who was the worst, basically the worst putter in the field, not named Billy Horschel, who was the worst in everything yesterday. But I mean, he shot seven under and couldn't make a putt. That's usually a good sign. 
pretty good. Yeah, there's uh, eight to ones out there as well on uh, on Sky. Seven would be actually the worst uh, worst of the number. I'm looking now at when that. Hideki wins and I cash my big money. You know that's gonna happen. But I, I'll just root for Morikawa since he's in first already. I like the Hideki. I did not pull the trigger, but I I, I liked Hideki. I thought it was a bad number comparative to where he should be. So no, uh, you, you think that Hideki at 45 against Seamus Power at 35 was an incorrect number on someone? It's not great. Not great considering he won in Hawaii last year. There's, uh, you know, again, I think it's the or that Augusta- Hideki Matsuyama, not Seamus Power. Seamus Power. Yeah, I think the Augusta corollary is probably a little bit of a stretch. But you talk about like uneven lies and some of that stuff, and uh, I don't know. Hideki seems to like playing in Augusta. So, Connor, did you tail any uh, golf picks this week? Are you uh, invested? No, 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 you're no golf bets for me this week. You're just waiting for uh, Akshay Bhatia to get back in the mix. Yeah, love Akshay Bhatia. I'm, I'm, I might need to buy like, I mean, I guess do golfers have? I think they have merch, but they don't have like, you know, like, like what, what can I buy to support Akshay Bhatia? Like a hat or something or what? Do you, you buy eat? NFT probably? Mm, <laughs> I might be out there. That, that might be drawing the line. If Akshay Bhatia is a big NFT guy, I might have to withdraw my support. <laughs> uh, Connor's best friend has a uh, he is a Bhatia, um, and so he's blindly supporting. Uh, Akshay here based off of uh, name alone. So uh, good as always. All right, that's it. No need to drag it out for an hour because we don't have anything else for you. Watch the market, slow to release. You'll probably see some more stuff here in Friday evening, Saturday. Um, it just is what we deal with at the tail end of the season. So thanks for riding with us and hanging out again. We'll be going through the Super Bowl to Pat's point. We'll have a lot more next week because we're typically on a Friday afternoon for a playoff slate, have a lot. We'll have three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. We should have um, the majority of the board posted by this time next week. So good stuff as always. Uh, Pat, tell everyone where they can find and subscribe and listen to all your stuff. The Pat Mayo Experience podcast on Apple or Spotify, or just go on over to the Mayo Media Network on the YouTubes. You find all my stuff up there. Connor, more props for both of us still to come. And uh, yeah. Our subscribers will be uh, hanging out Sunday morning in the Discord. We'll probably have a little bit more in-depth um, thoughts around some of the stuff that has shaped in the market in the 48 hours uh, since this recording and in, uh, into Sunday. So, uh, again, 444.com slash plans. No promo code. Jump right in. 34 bucks to the end of the season. And uh, jump in the Discord. We'll hang out with you there. So, for Pat and Connor and Ryan, we'll see you all next week. Thanks, everyone.